Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> We're tonight's entertainment. Look at my butt. Now look at my front butt. I mean, even though 
it's a recurring joke in almost every 80s sitcom, but people who didn't grow up in the 80s and don't know about VCRs, anytime the power went out, the clock on the VCR did set back to 12 o'clock, and if you didn't know how to set the clock back to the right time, then if you wanted to record something, you wouldn't be able to set the clock to record at a certain time. It was a nightmare. People, these kids today, Stephen, they take it for granted. These kids today, they just, oh, they just just DVR their way through life. (laughs) You remember what the most amazing innovation of The Legend of Zelda was? When the video game come yeah. out, <laughs> what what was it? It actually had a little battery built into the cartridge that let you save the game. <laughs> it wasn't until about eighty nine you would have that feature on VCRs where they would built in a little like watch battery, right? That would save the time. Right. In the era where if you wanted to record something, you'd have to read this weird chart that comes to VCR and deal with this one and crank it in. Crank, 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 crank. (laughs) Oh, man. And you would have to hope that someone wouldn't turn the fucking channel. Well, that's like you and I are old enough to remember when uh, if if you were on the Internet and someone uh, picked up the phone in another room that you'd lose your Internet connection. <laughs> oh, God. I was old, thinking about how slow it was back then. And, and then someone, you've got a phone in your room and you're, on the internet, and then someone in the kitchen picks up the phone down there, and you lose your connection. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Or 20 minutes Where? just to download a single frame of porn. <laughs> uh, uh, so, do you want to start the movie now and go in on our uh, live commentary, or do you... Uh, you have yeah, more stuff you want we're, to say. We're we're watching this. I've got it set right when the blue light shows up, and that it's right at the very start of the movie. So yeah. whatever you're watching it on YouTube, Shutter, or wherever you're watching it from, just key it up at the very very start because there is no opening credits to this movie, and I like that. I love it. Because this movie is all about atmosphere above anything else. So get your remotes, get right on the play pause button. And here we go. Are you ready? I'm ready. In five, four, three, two, one. Zero hit play. I love it. Right now we got two in there. There's nothing sexual about STDs. 
Fast one past commercials. That's what we would have to do back then, you know. (laughs) And each one of these commercials, Nate, were filmed by a different little film crew. Friends of the director of the movie. Yeah. And you know how I... Uh, you know, I know we're a little early into the show this week, but as always, I have to mention, you all know how much I love Tarantino. I bring it up all the time, yeah. and uh, one of my favorite things about uh, the Tarantino Rodriguez uh, Grindhouse movie was that they brought in all those uh, separate directors to do the little fake uh, previews, trailers. Uh, yeah. You know, I think that. I think that was a lot of people's favorite uh, about that. And you know, and yeah, cool. yeah, go. You know yeah. what I love about this is that if you and, walked in on this and the other person didn't tell you, you wouldn't know that you're watching a movie. This is how tapes look in '86. So all you people who said VHS gives you a real movie feel, it's real film. Fuck you, you stupid idiot. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it, uh, no, it didn't. It looked like shit. <laughs> and there's not a... And you never had the dream of getting a virgin tape and recording something on it once and keeping it forever. Bullshit! We would record crap over and over again on tape, wouldn't we? <laughs> right? Yeah. And you could tell I mean, people's favorite scenes too, right? Yeah, when you're when you're scrolling through a videotape that you found in the wild, and it's somebody else's uh, the movies that they recorded off HBO or whatever, and you get to that one scene that's just got the static lines through it over and over. You're like, "Yep, somebody watched this a bunch of times." Yeah. And we talked a little bit about it on Sleepaway Camp, like uh, how you would rent it back in the 80s, and that scene would be, that scene at the last of Sleepaway Camp would be fuzzy. But it's funny, most of the time, the scenes that were, had the lines and stuff to it were the nudity. Oh, imagine that. Orange. Oh, do you remember these crappy Halloween makeup kits that would say, you can make your face up to look anything if you had artistic talent? Yeah, right. I didn't. Otherwise, you would just go as a ghost. I'm the ghost. And that stuff would give you a pink eye or give you an eye infection or something, always. Yeah, I... Steven, I can see you going uh, like Charlie Brown uh, with a sheet that had like eight different holes cut in it for eyes. Is it, was that a typical Halloween costume for you? <laughs> no, it was the cheap, oh, my God, don't let me get near flames with this plastic mother father. <laughs> oh, I yeah. love this part right here. I love share, share. We actually got commercials like this, but I just love this. Yeah. 
Howard Bookwalter accompanied by a trusted adult. We had our aunts and my mama take us out. What about you guys? Who would take yens out? Yeah, when uh, when I was a kid, my parents uh, were divorced, but they they had re each each of them had remarried. Uh, spend the weekends with my father and his new wife, so they they were the ones who used to take us uh, trick or treating. They lived in like a really small neighborhood where it was easy to just kind of wander around for half an hour and get a bunch of candy. Mm. Um, and so, yeah. Officer Book Walter's name was taken from the well, I'm just saying this. This is speculation, but I'm proving it, but I'm pretty much sure. Truth or Dare, the first, uh, one of the first VHS movies yep. well shot for VHS movies was made by J.W. Bookwalter. Yeah. Right. And you always had angles like this too. Come to our office and give up your dental candy and get like a penny a pound or something in floss. <laughs> Screw you right. a dollar for a pound of candy. I don't know. I you and I were talking about this the other day. Um this this movie is definitely a a predecessor to to the kind of wacky humor that Adult Swim uh, markets in today, like Tim and Eric and uh, Steve Brule. Yeah. And it, it's not as absurdist, but it, you know, it's very, it, they do a really good job of uh, making things look authentic from the era that they're, trying to represent and you know oh god um, yeah it, even more so than grindhouse like you know i, I was saying like the yeah. grindhouse movie this know, one grindhouse. gets it this one gets it more than grindhouse did i love grindhouse yeah. but this one gets it more and that just cracks me up Honestly, politically incorrect, thinking of some Vietnamese kid showing up, trick-or-treating in a shell-shot Vietnam vet's house and getting shot. Ah, it's a goose! him. Right. But, yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, we used to... You were saying uh, before that one of these little fake commercials reminded you of the ones that you used to have when you were growing up down south uh, with the, oh, your candy might be poisoned. Um, we used to have... That, that started uh, to pop up everywhere around we 1283. We used to have one up here where the the um, drugstore that sold all the Halloween candies and decorations would have this really upbeat, happy commercial about, uh, you know, what day Halloween was going to be on and all the sales they were having on candy and decoration. Yeah. But then at the then at the very end, they would always, like, take this real severe left turn into, yeah. and also check your candy because otherwise you might die. Yeah. <laughs> so like, okay, now to bring right. it up, 
Uh, yeah. Real quick, sorry to interrupt you, but fuck those cheap carving kits that you would buy and the blades would snap yeah. off within 10 seconds. Right? I'm not. Yeah. I'm not good with those. I'm not good with those anyway. But yeah, the carving kit. No. No. Yeah, they would always have these like overlays. Just, just follow the overlay, and you would be such an elaborate person. All you people can do is elaborate pumpkin. God bless you. But. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Abby can Abby can do them. Oh, Ouija boards! She, Remember how horrible those were in the eighties? Oh God, the Ouija boards! <laughs> well, this goes into what we were talking about earlier, so we might as well get into it. The Satanic Panic of the eighties. Yeah. Yeah. And Ouija boards were. Definitely a big part of it. Um, you know, the I don't mm-hmm. want to pick the party line here, but the conservative Republicans seem to be very scared that teenagers with their heavy metal music and their Ouija boards and their horror movies were leaning into the realm of Satanism. Satan. They will make you mm-hmm. kill people, like uh, the Child's Play 3 incident over in the U.K., where he said that Child's Play 3 made him tie a little boy to the railroad tracks and bash his head in. Though if you watch <laughs> Child's Play 3, there's not one fucking, creaking, fucking, no, fucking, fucking scene in the movie that has someone getting killed. <laughs> right? Oh, and political yeah. moment. Both. Tuesday, or I'll kill you. Literally. Yeah. Yeah, I I already voted, but yeah, if you haven't voted yet, get out there and vote. Abby and I went and voted the first day that we were allowed to vote here uh, in Maine. So. Oh, and what's funny is uh, all day today, my local TV news is doing haunted Tennessee, Tennessee, dragging out the old tales of the Bell Witch and the local myths and legends. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yeah. If you don't vote on Tuesdays. Fish, Nickel. No, it was just, you know, it was, it was just little Halloween spots like this. You know. Yeah. Right. You would always see this, you know. We're sending our reporter, Nate Bradford, to the old, old Bloody Mary house to see if there's anything scary there. Uh-huh. And I'm what this outside. is taken from is that in 86, 87, I forget when, Geraldo, you remember this, Geraldo and Al Capone's vault? Oh, hell yeah. 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 Geraldo Rivera, who actually, I I don't really know. Maybe I just misremember Geraldo Rivera from when I was younger, but I always thought he was far more liberal 
than he turned out to be now. Now he is definitely far yeah, more. Yeah, he uh, was. Yeah, and he, he was he always was far... one of those exploitive, exploitive news reporters. Yeah. He, he, yeah, oh, he this was is like an a... important scene for reasons which I'll explain at the end. Those of you who are watching the movie, this scene right here is very important. I hate to say it, but the satanic panic, the way they're acting, sadly, yes, I actually seen people acting just like this back in the 80s and 90s. You know, didn't you? Orange and black equal the flames of hell. Masks won't hide your sins. Well, and everyone, I'm sure anyone who's familiar with our show is probably in the know about, like, the whole Paradise Lost trilogy about the West Memphis Three. Uh, that's a perfect example of satanic panic right there. Uh, you know, that took place in the early 90s, but, you know. There's no evidence that those kids committed those crimes, but they definitely, uh... Well, they're free you know. now, but... I remember yeah. I was in, uh, close to, uh, that area in about 93 when it happened. The news yeah. made those boys look like the devil themselves. Right. Yeah. So let me... Her let me in the candy. Let me backtrack a minute. So you lived in the area at the time of the murders. Hmm. No, I was in Nashville, about four or five hours away, but it was close enough where it was a big deal on the local news. And they made the boys look like the devil themselves. Didn't even give them a chance to defend themselves. It was these three heavy metal, listen, satanic, evil suspected murders. Yeah. Yeah, That's terrible, but I mean, I don't know. I I can't say for sure whether they were innocent or guilty, but they definitely were demonized and it goes right back to what we're talking about. The just the you know, satanic panic of that era. You know, heavy metal and I mean yeah, yeah, this is when the time when Ozzy Osbourne got taken to uh, court because of suicide solution, which is supposed to be, uh, according to the guy who blew his head off, that he told me to kill myself. <laughs> right. You listen to they the song, about- it's about alcoholism. They talk about that with... Uh- uh, what was it? Uh, Twisted Sister. Remember, they they had to go to court. Uh, D. Snyder had to go to court to defend uh, their. I don't even know what particular song it was, but they remember they claimed if you played the record backwards, that oh, it would the PMRC in, and Darling Nikki. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like. And I don't know. I've heard. Oh, look! Uh, what, look at that game. What universe does this movie take place in? The same one as? 
I'm looking at it. Pepperoni Space Paranoid. Paranoid. No, Space Paranoid. Oh. What movie had Space Paranoid in it? I can't remember. Tron. Oh, Tron. Yeah, remember nice. Space Paranoid was the game that was the crux of the plot because uh, Lynn was trying to find evidence that uh, the bad guy would, had stole it from him. Oh, God. This right. is a down south thing, not up north thing. The Demolition right. Derby, Bigfoot, coming straight to your town, looking at a big-ass truck to run over some cars. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah, we this used... costume is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See it it it's the transitions like this where they go from like the fake commercials back to the T V show and then stuff like this. This is what I feel gives it that vibe, like I said, with like Tim and Eric, you know, kinda like the, the modern adult swim uh just kind of you know just flow to it where you know yeah. uh, it doesn't necessarily have to connect right to the next thing you know or the thing before it it just it just has to be there you know well, if you found the mystery yeah. tape, most of them would have random crap like this, and if you were lucky, you found gold on it. That's right. That's why we uh that's why we wanted to talk about this and uh anyone out there who is also a fan of collecting VHS tapes, uh Stephen and I were intrigued by this film initially because of our interest in collecting random VHS tapes. You go to the flea market you go to the thrift store, and there it is, just one of those VHS tapes that someone recorded something off of TV, I see right? This movie, damn it! I <laughs> want to see sarcophagus. That's the kind sarcophagus. of crap we watch on Halloween night. We come home, eat too much candy, and there would be a crappy That's... late night horror film, and just boom. But yeah, what we mean by mystery tape is. Tapes with no stickers on them that at the first they would not put any labels because it was usually porn and they were trying to hide it. But it didn't work. Uh, uh, Remember these, the 1900 lines that we would all call once as kids? And end up with an eight hundred dollar or a hundred dollar phone bill. Yep. I kid crap. The the first and only time I ever called one, I was like seventeen. I didn't realize it was going to be that expensive. When when my mom asked me about it, I just pretended that I didn't know what she was talking about. She called the phone company and complained, and they took it off our bill, but. <laughs> Yeah, I think the one I called. 
<laughs> I think the one I called was one of the like Freddy Krueger ones or something, you know. Uh, yeah, Freddy had his own hotline where he would slowly tell you a story. Go yeah. You usually find just like lost TV episodes or things like this, you know. Yeah. Yeah, like if if I but thought there were always this, three this, urban legends associated with mystery tapes, but since Nate was the one who shot for him. Take it, Nate, and tell us about the three urban legends. <laughs> well, the one now I have I have a few different friends who collect VHS tapes. And as you mentioned, one of my friends is always hoping that if he buys a blank tape at door or flea market that he's going to get someone's homemade porn. I have another friend who always hopes that he's going to get some 80s TV shows with the commercials intact. But the first and most elusive of all VHS urban legends is the snuff films. Everyone's always thinking they're going to find a snuff film. Well, probably everyone's not thinking that, but what if you did? What if you found a snuff film, bought a blank VHS tape, and you actually saw one? What would you do? I would call the cops. Just like any. <laughs> Ninety percent of us. <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably. I think that's probably but a good idea. But there wasn't any snuff. But the closest you would get to is buying the death tape, which were footage yeah. of autopsies that they would buy from uh, medical categories, or uh, of course the Bud the Wire footage. You couldn't. Um. There was the. There was the autopsy footage and some of the older uh, VHS that had, like, the uh, the road show, like, uh, uh, women giving birth. Um, you know, those were a big thing back then because that – this is disturbing but true. Back then, that was the only way you could actually see a vagina on screen was if you went and saw one of the – you know, childbirth road films, you know? Yeah. Oh, the birth of the baby things, uh, Kroger Bab, Mom and Pop. Yeah, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, there was a time. Something Weird's releasing in, uh, 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 January, the first, of the Mondo movies, which is Inagi. Huh. Nope. I have not seen that. But really, we would get the, this is beyond the Mondo films. You would always see these guys on the gray market 
or the bootleg circuit, to be honest, and they would always try to get the most grossed-out tape they can. You know. So we're talking about, But you about would always like, get the Bud Dwyer footage. Yeah. I, so I thought we were Later talking about, like, Mondo, Mondo Kanye and those flicks, or... Yeah, that was the start. Mondo Kane, and then in nineteen late nineteen seventies, we got Patience of Death, which took it to the next level. The death. Oh yeah, you we know. Were, we were, yeah, we were going to talk about Faces of Death. Uh, I think we talked about it a little bit a few weeks ago, the Faces of Death series, but it was definitely on our to-do list on one of our recent shows, but. Yeah. Like I said, I always... Faces I always of Death forget. was one of those that... Those were some of the biggest fucking renters in the 80s, even more than porn at one point. Yeah. Yeah. I know it was... Yeah, when I was a preteen, uh, when my friends and I went to the video store, Faces of Death was definitely more on our mind than porn, you know? We were like, yeah, if we can get away with, and obviously we, I don't know, maybe it was a little bit easier, but you probably should have had to have been 18 to rent Faces of Death, just like you had to be 18 to rent porn, but I guess they didn't really enforce it that much, because we definitely watched all the Faces of Death movies They never enforced anything in the video store, we've already covered that, but what's funny (laughs) is... On all the faces of death tapes, uh, the guy who ran my local video store, the one that pretty much was a clubhouse for me and a few of my friends and him because he just liked us all because we spent a lot of money there, There was he put a tape label on it and said, these movies are all bullshit. If you think that these are real and not made up, then you are stupid. <laughs> Ouija board yeah. again. <laughs> but yeah, that was always one of those. Yeah. Did you hear what? A friend of a friend of a friend went to a flea market and he got a videotape and it was somebody screwing. <laughs> or, or it was someone actually getting murdered. What did he do? He bought the videotape, man. You won't want that evidence next to you in case the guys come looking for you. <laughs> There's only one case that I know of, period, that someone reported a snuff tape to the FBI. Yep. And who was that fine, upstanding citizen who did his civic duty and reported film that he found? To the FBI. Well, a little backstory first. Uh, there was a friend of Chaz Balloon back when he was a bootlegger that would that had a friend of his. He said, "For my birthday party, I want you to send me a tape of the sickest, most fucked up shit that you got." So he did. 
clips from like Second Go Go Virgin, Lone Wolf and Cub Kills, and the entire second episode of Guinea Pig. <laughs> but it was such a popular at his parties that it got duped. And by the time it started making his circuits, each time that you dupe a tape, unless you're duping it from a master with a VHS hooked up to it, it's going to get worse and worse and worse, isn't it, Nate? Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. You and I so have talked time many that, times. Yeah. So yeah, by the so time Charlie say. Sheen got seen it at a party, it was like an eighth-generation dupe. And his idiot ass thought it was an actual snuff film. But if you've seen the two guinea pig films, those were great. They were great at hiding the fact that they were fake. Yeah. And, and that's why I always think this story is so hilarious because the one that Charlie Sheen thought was an actual snuff film is probably out of the first few films that came out of that series. That one's probably the most fake. You know, I mean, if you watch the first guinea pig movie, if I found that, in a paper bag on my front porch, I would probably believe it was an actual snuff film. But, yeah, the one that Charlie Sheen thought was an actual snuff film, just like, yeah, no. Uh, You can clearly tell that that's just a, you know, gross-out torture porn film. Yeah, but... Larry Flint is the publisher of Hustler Magazine during the 80s to prove that snuff was bullshit because they tried to compare it to porn to try to ban porn, he offered a million-dollar bounty, questions unasked for anyone who would bring a snuff tape to him. He never got one tape sent to him, period. Not even someone trying to fake it. I mean, you know... Again, we uh, this is another thing we talk about all the time, you know. I'm a big fan of conspiracy theories, UFOs, cryptozoology, you know, and I I and I am intrigued by the fact that, you know, such a thing like a snuff film might exist out there in the real world, but um yeah, I don't know. I I think I think it's probably just a complete and total, uh, you know, urban legend. It, like, if if you were to actually make a snuff film, record yourself killing someone, um, how, you know, the the theory seems to go that after you had such an artifact that you would sell it to someone. Who yeah, presumably it's like uh, the old uh, saying says, "How many people?" Well, the old joke: "How many people do you need for a conspiracy to be too big?" <laughs> How many? 
three. <laughs> Is that the punchline? Once you get past the pun- once you get past, I did I did the killing on screen and you directed it. The first time that we let someone see it, the risk to us would expand two hundredfold. Believe it's a thing. I. I do, I do believe There's that a, people. Yes, there is such a thing like uh, the murder tape on Grizzly Man. Uh, those poor uh, reporters getting killed by the terrorists. When we say snuff tape, we're talking about the ones where it's like, oh God, he's screwing her, he's screwing her, he's screwing her. Oh God, he's killing her. Yeah, and I do believe that tapes like that exist, but I don't believe that people put them out on the, uh, even even on the underground tape market. I, I it's think easier to fake you, it. They, they, they keep them for themselves. I don't, they keep them well, for trophies. Well, it's easier to fake it. I mean, you got the stuff like Gorotica and things like that. You know. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying there aren't like fake versions like uh, August Underground, you know, those films, uh, you know, are basically fake. Yeah. Hopefully fake. 2000 when we really started getting into the fake snuff movies. Yeah. But August, these August were based on, this couple of, is obviously based on the same couple, the Warrens. Some of the biggest carny con man bullshitters in paranormal mm-hmm. history. Yeah. It's funny that we're watching this movie because I was just thinking about the Warren uh earlier uh I guess it was yesterday. Um now they were they were popularized uh in the conjuring series, right? As far as yeah. pop culture is, yeah, they were popularized in the Conjuring series, Annabelle, all that stuff. But um, in uh, weren't they the ones who uh, originally quote unquote investigated the Amityville house? Uh, yeah, that's they, what really that- killed them is that they quoted yeah. investigate the Amityville house and went, okay, USA, this is a real haunted house. And then two right. months later, the leftists come up and said, we made it all up. Yeah, all right. They were so right. phony and bullshit that the amazing Randy didn't even try to debunk them. That's <laughs> 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 Uh, oh man, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I thought I thought that was the same couple there. Uh, yeah. So yeah, they would and they cling, are They would uh, cling on any big haunted house case they could. I mean. Yes, the first Conjuring is good. The second one is okay. The spinoffs, good God. 
but still, do not deny that the Warrens were con artists. Yeah, I mean, again, you know me. You know, I believe in ghosts and UFOs and Bigfoot and all that stuff. Like, I believe in it, but I'm skeptical enough that until I see evidence with my own eyes, I'm not going to go all in, you know? I need to see something to prove it to me. And, yeah, when I see people like that who, oh, you know, go into the house and, oh, yeah, this house is haunted, oh, da-da-da-da-da, you know. And we still got yeah. this bullshit today with all this ghost breaker stuff where they're creeping around with night vision going, what's that? What's that? Yeah. 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 I, I, yeah, I don't watch any of that stuff. I don't, yeah, I'm not interested in it, you know. Like I said, I am interested in a lot of that cryptozoology and UFOs and ghosts and all that stuff, but I I just want to see it with my own eyes. I don't waste my time with any of those shows or any of that stuff. I'm just kind of like, meh. There's a ghost that needs to talk to me. I'm hoping that he or she will just show up at my house while I'm sleeping. Just, you know, I don't want to have to go looking for ghosts. Yeah, <laughs> like Tennessee has the Bell Witch and all that. Every state has their own mythos and ghosts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, up here, we have... Uh, up in uh, Bucksport, we have a witch that, uh, so apparently the legend has uh, something to do with uh, the founder of Bucksport, and he was buried in the cemetery in the center of town, and a witch cursed him and uh, burned a footprint onto his grave, and They've cleaned it off several times over the years, and the footprint keeps coming back. So, I mean, again, I would have to see the witch actually burning her foot on there to believe it. But I could it's see still some. Kind of I could see some wise ass uh, burning the foot just in just to fuck with people. <laughs> yeah, or to keep be. the legend alive, saying. you know. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Like the Bell Witch House is an actual historic, Tennessee historical uh, place. It's on historical registry, if you look it up. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Greek festival. I went to a Greek festival up in Pennsylvania once. God, that food. Ah. Yeah, we had a... uh, yeah, we had a Greek festival here a couple of years ago. Yeah, it was a cold, rainy day, but the food was really good. <laughs> yep. Music was fun. <laughs> Here's another one I'd like to see, you know, because this just looks like... This is the kind of cheesy action movie crap that we watched back then. Come back from Nam to get revenge on the scum of the earth, and he's armed to strike. <laughs> yeah. When 
we, you and I were coming of age right at the time when every, uh, when every movie was like, he's back from Nam, but he's not the same. <laughs> and yeah. He's gonna, he's gonna take out the scum. <laughs> yeah. What happens when a good man gets pushed too far? <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, I love this. I mean, this is just how you would see those fake ones. You know, even today we know we're going in now. We're going in the haunted house. We're in the haunted house. We can freaking see that. I mean, even <laughs> in the radio play days, this whole scenario was popular. You know. Yeah. Right. But I do now, love that, Brian, I love that this movie, we're about 40 minutes in before it starts even trying to get creepy. Right. Now, do you remember the uh, Tales from the Crypt episode with uh, Morton, Morton Downey, Downey Jr.? Jr.? Yeah. God, yeah, and, that was a they, good one. They did a very similar thing to this. It was like a lot live from a supposed haunted house. And they went in. Oh, God. And that was a great fucking ending. (laughs) Wait. Yeah. He said, who's holding the camera? Ah. Uh You know. Uh Right. That was a really good episode. And anyone who's listening. Oh, how do you like that? We're not fake. And they were all translating a good rating. And that cat's like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, they got a ghost-sniffing cat. <laughs> I don't know any cat that would do that. They would be like, that's the meaning. I don't know. You you see a lot of uh, stories about, you know, animals being able to detect ghosts uh, before humans, like if you wake up in the middle of the night and your dog is staring off in the corner of your room, you know, there might be a ghost over there. Same thing with cats. I mean, I don't I don't know. Yeah, I said cats would be packing shit if they knew something evil was there. They'd be like, holy <laughs> shit, there's a demon in this house. Why? Mr. Jingles is fucking <laughs> packing his litter box in the back of the trunk and just stunning his paw and saying, come on, come on. <laughs> Uh, what? Why is the cat having a suitcase? <laughs> yeah. But these have always been my favorite ones. The atmospheric haunted house type movies. Rather than the gore, the slashers. Oh, I love the gore and slashers, but I watch those for fun. If you want to know what scares me, it's the haunted house. It's the haunted house. Where you're like hearing the beep. What the fuck? Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I I mean, I, I do like the gory, you know, slasher stuff, but it depends on the mood I'm in. Uh, but, yeah, the atmospheric stuff is really cool. And this movie, this movie is, I, I like a lot because it it leans into a lot of things that 
that we've talked about before. I like the fake commercials. Uh, I like the fact that it is a slow burn where the story of the haunted house kind of unfolds, uh, you know, piece by piece. I like that a lot. I like the fact uh, that you can tell that this is a very watch VHS tape. It's got that little band at the bottom of the screen that you'd see after you'd watch a movie so many freaking times. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Yeah. No. Most of our collections back in the 80s were uh, video store dumps where they would get in new titles and they would dump the weird little titles. And we would buy those because that's the stuff that we love. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, that was my favorite. Uh, The third Tuesday of every month, the video store right down the street from where I lived would – throw all the old movies into a bin out front for like $2 a piece and, you know, load the shelves up with new movies. So you could get some used VHS for like two bucks and then you could go in and rent the newest movies for, I think, I think back then uh, a monthly, uh, uh, membership was only $5. You could rent, Look at these you computers. Know. You remember these yeah. big bricks? <laughs> you was a badass if you own one of these. Nowadays, they convert them into fish bowls. Right? <laughs> Kaufman Avenue. I wonder what Chroma. That guy was... Uh, was riding a bicycle like uh, like he was on one of those uh, what do you call them those new bike machines that all the fitness nuts are crazy about I can't yeah. remember you remember the yeah, did you ever that. play Night Rider back in Night Rider in IGHT at the arcade where they would have that like you would be on like a motorcycle and no, have to watch no, the video I... screen while treating the band to balance on this motorcycle. It's one of those nope. big deluxe machines. Huh. Nope, I never played it. Hey, hey, Abby. Oh, I she remember commercials hear. like this. Oh, here we go. There's your D&D right here. Oh. Spin the bottle. What? What's the name of that? Uh, that you know, electronic bicycle that everybody rides on nowadays. Dogs just playing for death. I've got a DVD with about two hours worth of those scare drug commercials. Some of them are hilarious. It's got that one where it's got like the drug dealer turns into the cobra monster from uh, Dreamscape. I'm your friend. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Do you think really if they had special – I never understood people who had the patience to watch specials like these because even back then I'd be like – 
this is a whole lot of nothing, you know. You you brought it up before when you were talking about um, when Geraldo Rivera uh, went into Al Capone's vault. And that was yeah. a two-hour special. And that was a two-hour special that unfolded in real time. And, yeah, at the end, nothing – there was nothing there, you know. He he didn't no, find anything. No, it was like three or four empty bottles. <laughs> yeah. Like so, yeah, soda bottle, yeah. But you know, um, I, that's what, you know, um, yeah. And, here's and, where you get into the. Go ahead, finish. No, I no, I was wrong. I was just saying, like, I was just agreeing with you that this is how these shows used to go. Yeah. Well, and nowadays, all you heard on there was. <laughs> And then they say, did you hear that? Did you hear that? It's like, what? To the untrained ear, it's nothing. But to people with experience like me, it's the ghost going, shh. <laughs> no, motherfucker, that's static. Static is the ghost playground. <laughs> and when, I... in, in the days before cable and before... VCRs were cheap enough where everyone could get one. Yeah. We would only oh. you would only have three channels. So if something like this come on Halloween, you was excited because you didn't have to watch the usual fare. You'd get to see something Halloweeny. I don't know if I ever told you this story, but yeah, before uh, VCRs. Uh, my older brother uh, used to have a little, you know, just like a little uh, tape recorder. And when his favorite shows were on, he liked the A-Team and Knight Rider, uh, you know, just those 80s action shows. He would just hit record and put put the recorder up next to the TV so he could just get the audio from Knight Rider and the A-Team and, you know, Magnum P.I. If you didn't park next to the recorder when he left the room, I will disown you right now. (laughs) Or do something to mess with it. (laughs) No comment? Sometimes when he got up to go, I I would get really close and be like, you know, it's like, hey, 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 you know, uh, hey, uh, it, it. <laughs> just, you know, just give him a little, I, uh, you know, yeah. a little something. Well, for me and a lot of us, the most illuminating day ever was when we got our first NES. Why, you say? Because that's the first time we got our first Arg, red, yellow, and blue cable. Uh-huh. Well, red and yellow and white cable. And why was that so money menace? How long did it take you to try and figure out? Could you hook these up to two VCRs? Yeah. 
And then when you did it, you realized you could do caves. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Thank you, Mario, for opening up the bootleg market. So now the question arises. We were we started off this evening talking about how much fun it was going to the flea market or the thrift store and finding some unmarked VHS tapes. Steven. Yeah. Did you did you ever duplicate a videotape or record a videotape and then take it to the thrift store? No. Never. No. So 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 you're telling me that this tape that I'm holding right now, which appears to be a tape of you making love to a beautiful Mexican woman, is not in fact genuine. No, there's a million Mexicans that look like me, man. But <laughs> really? Uh, who would be I mean, this that there's only one thing that really busts those three urban legends. <laughs> Is that one? You would have to be stupid enough to take the tape and sell it. And then yeah. two, be you know, it's like there's such a coincidence of stupidity. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, do you remember those when MTV first hit? You'd always have your local uh, video uh, thing. Yeah. Friday night videos, late night videos. Yep. Yeah. And then you'd see yeah, a lot but... of the DJs and you'd realize why they had... What the why they were on radio? Because they had faces made for radio. Radio. <laughs> right. Yeah. I made that joke to my dad the other day. He said that people okay. always tell him he should be on the radio, and I said, "Well, you have the face for it." He didn't really get it though, which is, I mean, <laughs> it wasn't like it. I came up with it off the top of my head. Oh, it's an old joke. We had to, before I said it, I had to blow like two tons of dust off of it. It's so old and musty and dusty. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, the coolest thing I ever found is that uh, as old wrestling fans, someone had taken a tape and just put WCW on it. And I looked, and someone in SLP speed had recorded six hours worth of uh, old WCW Saturday Night episodes. Right? Yeah. A lot That's of people... Only, really? Yeah. I was just going to say, a lot of a lot of people that I know who... Do exactly what we're talking about. Uh, go around to thrift stores and uh, flea markets looking for old VHS tapes. Uh, they find a lot of unmarked VHS tapes that have that have wrestling, uh, wrestling oh. on them. 
think this is the Borat portion of this movie. <laughs> what? I said I think this. I, I said I think this is the Borat portion of this movie. You didn't have a local DJ that after ten o'clock that would let the drunks call in and just let them say whatever they wanted. Right. One time the DJ had this guy call in. And he's like, "Oh, yes, is Jane there? Yeah, and she's sucking <laughs> on my beep." <laughs> <laughs> See right there, you son of a bitch. Were we talking about DJs the last couple of weeks ago? We were talking about uh was it you and you and me we were talking about WKRP? Yeah. Maybe not. Now when you first see it you think it's bullshit. Then once you yeah. work in radio, from everyone I've seen that worked in radio, WKRP is spot on. Yeah, yeah. It's but one yeah, of those he would call like, in, and the guy kept calling back, and he said, "I'll kill you. You can't leave Jane alone. She's only twenty." <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, and he got in trouble for that, too, because he would get the drunks riled up, and they'd be cursing on the air, and sometimes the delay would work, and the guy working the booth could beep him, but sometimes it wouldn't, and that's why you listen for the times it's like, he, he just said a dirty word on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I know. Before caller ID, we were assholes on the telephone. Let's be honest. All of us were. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, yeah, that's the thing. You know, let me tell you something that these kids today don't understand. Is back before caller ID, you could make prank phone calls, and it was fun, goddammit. Not to the people you called. They would call you a dirty word. They would call you a motherfucker and all sorts of things. Uh, the truth was is that we were bored back then. So bored. And that's what right. amazes us. All you the younglings with all of their options are talking about, I'm so bored. There's nothing to do. <laughs> I like we being used dropped throw, in the seventies. Yeah, we used to throw rocks at trees for fun. <laughs> uh, oh, burning yeah. Oh man. So. What are you planning on doing for Halloween this year? Uh you're we're gonna we're gonna uh broadcast our re- pre recorded stories, right? Or is that are you gonna do that tomorrow night? That's tomorrow. That's tomorrow okay. night. <laughs> but yeah, today we already kept up today earlier today I put up a mega mega load of uh, uh, 
radio two hours and 30 minutes yeah. worth of. Oh, God, you remember all these tapes and you would get it and it turned out it was re-recorded versions? Right. Love of the Bloody Axe, Megan. Poison Blood. Rotor! You remember Rotor? R-O-T-O-R? That horrible RoboCop remake? (laughs) Rip-off? Right. Yeah, wasn't that, uh, oh, what was the... Overland shooting range. Yeah. What was the company that did all those movies? Uh, was it Charles Band? Charles Band. It, it was him, right? Did, he did Rotor. Yeah, was I think Charles Band put out Rotor, but it was an Italian film. Yeah, but you know he did all those. Uh, Charles Band was right there. He was that knockoff. He was definitely the knockoff producer of that era. Um, kind of like. The uh, oh, what do they have nowadays? Asylum, you know the Asylum label. Anytime there's a new movie that comes out that's going to be yeah. successful, they do a knockoff of it. You know, yeah, yeah. Yes, they know. That was a big thing too. They were just bringing up to you. Uh, did you ever you? Yeah, you had the Dare program up there too, didn't you? In Maine. Program. There. Oh, the dare. Anti-drugs. Yeah. 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 Dare to keep kids off drugs. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And, you, and certain kids would get the dare t-shirts, and no one trusts them because they, they'd be like, we can't trust them. They're narcs. They'll tell on us. <laughs> Right. Oh yeah. This is when yeah. poop starts yeah. to get real after the cat dies. Yeah. Right. That woman can't make most of both of her eyes look in the same direction. <laughs> yeah. I love the fact that they're just showing this video again. You know. <laughs> yeah. And remember, remember when we watched this? Oh, all right. Oh. Cats. But, yeah. Really, they were just trying to beat us into submission back in the 80s. Don't do drugs. Don't have sex. Don't catch it. It's like I've always said this. The 70s was the party, and we got stuck with the check in the 80s. Yeah. Our parents had come up well, to us in their 20s, though. Man, we fucked in the 70s, man. We were smoking weed and fucking at the same time. Oh, cool. Can't we do that? <laughs> no, you can't do that anymore. What? Yeah, we screwed things well, up bad. Well, fuck. <laughs> well, now we're now we're in the uh, you know now we're in the whole uh, we're having the argument between Generation X and the Millennials and the Boomers. 
that's all, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't feel particularly like I have a dog in this fight okay. because I, you know, yeah. I've, 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 I've had off and on, I mean, I've had my financial problems in my life, but you know, I got to go to college. I have a good job and I have money in the bank, so I'm not super worried about it, but I can see why people are, are worried, you know, um, I, I can, I yeah, can but see. Back it. in our day, to be honest, you could go to college without being anally raped for your first twenty, first ten years after twenty to thirty. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm old enough to be able to say that when I went to college, it didn't cost me that much. Uh, mm. I got a scholarship my first year, and then I had to take loans out for the next, you know, three years, but I was able to pay it off, you know, um, and, but, you know, but. But, yeah, you would start seeing that, too. That's another thing in Satanic Panic. You would start seeing every Halloween cats being killed and things like that. Why? I don't know why there's some knuckleheads that are out doing it. Our big story around here was that they were uh, these two kids that went up into uh, woods with their new four-wheelers, and they didn't find anything but their blood-colored four-wheelers a week later, and they tried to say in the papers, and they were, oh, Satanists did it. Satanists did it. Yeah. And I don't understand. I don't understand the whole thing about Satanists killing cats. Like, aren't cats supposed to be like satanic familiars? Like, you're supposed like yeah, right? Like, yeah, you're supposed cat yeah. is supposed to be your your friend. Like I said, familiar. You know, that's the the parlance yeah. of the of the of of the religion. If you're a Satanist, yeah, you're, you know. Oh, see, beautiful. They use that as an excuse for everything. You know, why are you shutting us down? Oh, Satanism. We don't know. You kid. You worship the devil. Right? Yeah. But what happened to those kids is that they were four-wheeling, and they ended up in the wrong marijuana grower's grove. And they wanted to leave a small message of why you do not want to fucking go where they have their product. Decato, that's the guy who did Psychos in Love, I think. Yep. Right. Satin. Hey, there's a great one, Satin. I love it. Satin rules. <laughs> is it me or is that someone who worships the devil or someone with really uh, unique taste in clothing? I never heard that many know. Satan worshippers. I mean, besides King Diamond. And his, 
if his shirt had a bigger collar on it when he came down the the uh, the sidewalk there, I would have said porn star. But yeah. <laughs> Gladys Polonia. And there was a cat. I'm telling you. He's a cat. There were some people that were stupid enough to believe that, so they did it. Tell me. (laughs) Oh, boy. That'd be me about that time. I was like, where the fuck is the door? Or where can I make one? Should I knock this guy down? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we were so scared. Oh, you brought up a little bit before the show, but Dungeons and Dragons, too. That's where the satanic panic really started. Oh, these kids are using their imagination. Dungeons and Dragons, wizards, casting spells. Oh, my freaking God. Yeah, that was a huge thing when when I was, you know, a preteen and a teenager. Oh, Dungeons and Dragons was such a huge thing in, you know, in regard to what, what we're talking about, satanic panic. Oh my gosh, uh, these kids are, you know, playing Dungeons and Dragons. They must be uh, worshiping the devil. Yeah, um, we ate Doritos and drank Mountain Dew and uh, played Dungeons and Dragons in the afternoons. And I will say, I am almost 50 years old now, and uh, I still drink Mountain Dew and eat Doritos and play Dungeons and Dragons. So, uh, Satan has hey, not Nip. yet claimed my soul. <laughs> devil. You're the devil. <laughs> Did you ever see the Jack Chick track where he rode on Dungeons and Dragons where it had the girl who committed suicide because her character in Dungeons and Dragons got killed? <laughs> I failed no, for Cody I haven't seen that, but uh, it's weird you bring that up because you and I have never really talked about that. But I collect uh, Jack Chick tracks. Uh, I have a bunch of them, but I do not have that one. Yeah, I collect those. Uh, oh, whenever I find Jack them. Chick rode the Satanic Panic bit to death. He had yes, bits sir. on drugs will send you to hell, uh, Dungeons and Dragons. He had a Halloween one where kids went out trick-or-treating, and because they did, they got killed and sacrificed. Adults yep. only. <laughs> hey, let's go to this video store. Oh, Hollywood video. Video world. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that guy, yeah. That guy was kind of a lunatic. I mean, I appreciate his passion, you know. We do live in America. A strip club with a buffet. (laughs) You rule, don't you? 
Don't eat the food at the strip club buffet. Yeah. I don't eat the food at the strip club buffet. But no, even during your comedian days when you were broke, broke, you wouldn't eat the food at the strip club buffet. No, no. There were a lot of shows that I was doing when I was doing stand-up comedy, and they wouldn't pay you in cash, but they would pay you in, they'd say you could have a free beer and a free snack. And depending on the venue, I would always take the beer, but I did not always take the free snack. (laughs) But, yeah. Nah. But, yeah, if you were lucky enough to have a video store next to a great pizzeria, then you had a weekend set without even traveling much. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah, we're getting close to the end. But, yeah, this is all the stuff that we really had to put up with back then. Nowadays, instead of Satanists everywhere, it's pedophiles everywhere. Pedophiles are running their rackets. Why do they make all of the stories up into the most extreme forms of unbelievable bullshit? At least with Bigfoot, you get stories like, yeah, I was walking through the woods, and there was Bigfoot scratching his back on the tree, and I turned around and hauled ass the fuck out of there. I seen him. That is to say that I saw him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, they would be, they would keep it in the believable realm, you know. Yeah. But these are... These are, oh, there's a pizza place. And underneath that pizza place, they held kids. And then they would sell them to rich pedophiles who would take them and screw them and then kill them when they got too old. How did you find out? I have documents. Can I see those documents? No, because if you see those documents, you might tell the wrong people and get me killed. Man, I, you know, here's a here's a strange situation. Okay, my boss uh, at work, well, of course, at work, as opposed to my boss at home. But you know, don't tell her I said that because she might spank me. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, my boss, uh, he's been a Democrat his entire life. And he voted for Trump last the last election. Yeah. And he said just because he preferred Trump over Hillary. Okay, fine. You know, he he voted for he voted his conscience, right? I mean, that's what I guess mm-hmm. that's what we're talking about. Yeah, not so, wrong with that. You know. Yeah, right. It, it, he's been a de- Democrat his whole life. He voted for Trump. Okay, that that's who he wanted. But I mean, 
I don't know, man. He says some crazy stuff at work sometimes, and especially now when we're coming into the new, uh, you know, it, I mean, we're only a couple of weeks away from the new election, and he's saying some crazy couple stuff. A couple weeks? It's, next uh-huh. week. it's about five days away, man. See, I Sunday, know, right? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, now about four or five days away. Shit. Yeah. Abby and I already voted, so we're we're all good. So it is what it is. We'll see where we go from here. But I brought that up for a reason. You were you were mentioning something before that that I brought that yeah. up about my boss because I was gonna comment. I was going to piggyback off uh, one of your last comments, but I kind of lost my thread, lost my train of thought. But uh, and it had something. And I love this. Yeah. <laughs> that? I love this ending yeah. because it's fucking scary. Right now, you're like, oh my god, they've got you. And that's the hardest thing to do. Be a comedian, be it scary, is to be at that point where you got them. A lot of the hate the Blair Witch guy gets, and I'm going to be honest, it's because it got him. Right? Though there was only one funny story about me seeing the Blair Witch Project. Besides me and the one gay guy that are screaming like little girls when what's his name got his head knocked off, is that the scene when Josh was like, "Oh my God, we don't have any cigarettes!" <laughs> Someone in the theater went, "Oh shit, no, not that!" <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, you gotta go with the story. I don't understand why people are like. Well, I didn't believe it a bit. Did you try? No. Then fuck you. <laughs> Suspension yeah. of belief has to be worked on your part. Yeah. And why that yeah. scene with the church is more important is that I had to look this up at the, after I seen this the first time. Yeah. Is that these are the two heads of the church anti-Satanists? Okay. Yeah. And that's what they're doing. They're killing them to kill Halloween. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the way you said it was like a rap song. They gotta kill yeah. each other to kill Halloween. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> this is when you get some great stuff like Houdini's Haunted House of Rock. Uh, uh, are are the Fat Boys? Are you ready for Freddy? I don't know who I was more embarrassed for, the Fat Boys or Freddy, with that one. Yeah, I. I'm more embarrassed for Freddie on that one. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 you know, like, it it sucks because I love the Nightmare on Elm Street series overall. Um, 
obviously not every mm-hmm. one of the films is perfect, but I do I do love it. But um, yeah, that Fat Boys and Freddy album is just embarrassing for me, and I didn't have anything to do with it. I just hate it. I hate it. At least Will Smith's uh, Nightmare on My Street actually kept Freddy being Freddy. Right. Yeah. Not just a ridiculous... He killed like, him at the end of the song. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah. He killed him at the end of the song, you know? Uh, right? Right? Yeah. It was just like... I don't know. The Fat Boys and Freddy album is just... Steven, it kills me. And I have it. I have it on vinyl because, you know, I collect vinyl. I'm a DJ myself, so I collect vinyl. Uh, You know, here in our house, we have five turntables. That was during the high. Well, and the reason that we put this up and now the movie's already over. It's over. We do it. Yeah. Well, that was fun. And it's short, too. That's another thing. I've seen some of the ones like uh, the last exorcism uh, found footage movies that are close to two hours. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, I, and I will say, actually, the first time I ever watched that movie, I thought, it was kind of a little slow, but it did. It, if you have an interest in that kind of fun uh, throwback to, as Stephen and I mentioned, you know, back when, back in the 80s when those were the kinds of ha- uh, Halloween specials that you used to actually see on on the on the local stations, uh, give it a chance. It's a fun movie. Definitely uh, worth your time. All of that is fake, all fake movies, fake commercials, but that just shows how much love and attention that they put into this film to make it. So, oh, good uh, the amount yeah. of attention that. Well, look at all the real stuff that we drug out of it. And yeah. Yeah, it's, it's one of those yeah, movies gr- that if you watch it as is, you'll enjoy it. But if you were there in 1986 and knew all the references, and when I'm not talking about just the director's names that were dropped in there, I'm just talking about all the historical references, like all the yeah. anti-drug commercials, the video store. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about a bunch of that uh, while we were doing the live uh live watch and yeah uh it, it's weird because you and i catch up every week on the radio here uh or the on the podcast and uh uh that's how old i am steven i i tell everyone to to tune into our radio show uh on wednesday hey, well i can tune the radio to- show because ipods <laughs> haven't been a thing since about 2009 2010 uh, right. I always tell yeah, everyone that we're. Yeah. It, this uh, is the internet radio show. That's what it really is. Yeah. It's the IRS. Internet radio show. Yeah. 
But yeah, you would go to the flea markets and we would buy you would buy this up not only because if there was crap on the videotape and it was a high quality videotape like uh uh one of the stuff that was like, Ooh, what about it? It's blank. What about it? It usually costs you twenty dollars in the video store what? And they got it for like two dollars each. Oh shit, you would buy that box. Yeah. Uh and, you know, I collect VHS tapes, uh and I'm usually out on the road when I'm out on the road I'm looking for big box tapes from the eighties. Uh, you know, but if a lot of times if you show up at like a uh, roadside flea market or something, you know, there'll be a yeah. guy there that just has a box of VHS tapes and he's like 20 bucks. You can have all these movies. And, you know, if there's 40 friggin' VHS tapes in there for 20 bucks, of course you're going to take them all. Like what? If, if I don't want to keep all of them, then there's always goodwill, you know, I'll drop them off at goodwill and give, let somebody else have them, you know? So, yeah, yeah, or throwing on eBay, VHS lot, rare VHS. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like the rarest one that I still own is Terror on Tape. You try to find that one cheap online. Yeah. I want you to find me a copy of uh, Buried Alive. I want a big box copy of, of Joe D'Amato's Buried Alive. Those cost a shitload if you find them. It's got to be big box. It's got to be big box. Yeah, because that's the one that has the back blurb that basically calls uh, Elvira a pussy. Thing is, though, I looked that up on on, um, eBay, and there, there was one on there for 60 bucks. And then this other guy contacted me and said that he had one available. I told him I'd give him 60 bucks for it because that's what it was going for on eBay. And then he blocked me on Facebook and stopped talking to me. Like I offended him or something. (laughs) You insulted him. I I guess, but I was like, well, that's what it's going for on eBay. You can't do with sailors, dealers is know what the prices actually are sold listing, <laughs> not what it's valued at, what it's being <laughs> sold for. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, well my DJ, bad. I'm sure that during your biggest days, you would buy, like, some guy's like, oh, I got a box of my kids' records I'm trying to get rid of. I'll say the whole box like 15. You don't see that nowadays. <laughs> if I seen someone on uh, at a flea market and you saw, like, go up and pick something, it's like, how much is this you want for that? And then you see them on their phone and you could tell they're looking up eBay. I just walk away. I'm like, no, no, thank you. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, a friend of mine uh, one time asked me and another one of my friends uh, if we would set up a a yard sale for him. He was an older gentleman, so he said, you know, I can't really do this, but 
if you guys set up the yard sale out in my driveway and monitor the, you know, the thing all day, you guys can keep half of whatever money we make. Oh, yeah. One of the first guys that came went right over to the box with all the toys in it and did exactly what you're saying. He started digging through the toys and he was on his phone on eBay looking to see how much that stuff was worth. And not only did he take a bunch of stuff for a reasonable price, but he came back later and got more of that stuff. So yeah, he was definitely, uh, yeah, he definitely saw that we had a bunch of just like Disney crap that, I guess is worth money. I don't know. Yeah, resale. If I suspect that someone's a reseller, I was working with my friend once, and he was selling some old stuff of his, and this guy come over and was pricing it out, and he's like, and I noticed he found something that was on eBay that was like $80, and he picked it up, and he's like, I'll give you 15 for it. I'm like, 40 Right. <laughs> and he's like, this is worth a 50. <laughs> and he's like, what, what? And I was like, I seen what you were doing, son. If you, you're either going to pay me what I want, or I won't keep marking up the prices till you get the hell out of my face. <laughs> right? Huh. Yeah, but there was always that one guy there that was always new. Was like, hey, there's Nate. He buys like uh, DJ albums. We got a whole bunch of old albums for him. Yeah, I found this bunch of crap that for my dad and stuff. Okay, how much do you want for it? Right. Screw it, sell it to him for what you can. Then you get a good price from him. Right. Yeah. yeah, if you could find well, a guy back in the day that would give you a hookup with the VHS or the records, he was in paradise. Yeah. Just, oh. yeah, well, we, we've talked about this before, and this is a fun part of being, uh, you know, being someone who collects things. Uh, yeah, if, if you go to the flea markets and you go to the... Uh, you know, the thrift stores, people get to know you and they know that, you know, they know I'm coming in there looking for VHS tapes and action figures and, uh, and vinyl. And, and they know that I'm going to spend money in there. So like you said, you know, they get to know your name, they get to know, uh, you know, what you're looking for. And it's a, it's a nice system, man. People, a lot of people don't really feel that nowadays. You know, you and I talk about it in this sentimental way, but it's sad that that's the way that we just used to live our lives, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nowadays, people are like, let me check on eBay so I can figure out how I can fuck you. What? Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. They want the now, but they don't want the steady money. Right. Like, you know why John Carpenter is able to go around touring with his music now instead of uh, directing slot for whoever will give him a paycheck? Because he's dead. 
Oh, no, no, he's not dead. <laughs> no, it's because of the Halloween theme. Yeah, right? I know. That's what the younglings don't understand. They don't, yeah, they don't go for the long money. Nope. You know. Well, I mean, think about it. It's not, you know, you can't just pin that on John Carpenter. Everyone leans on whatever their biggest hit was, you know, and you're right. John Carpenter has, as far as I understand from what I've read, he's not interested in directing films anymore, so he is more interested in his uh, music than directing films. So of course, yeah, he's gonna. Of course, he's gonna lean hard on the music that he did. Um, that you know really made him famous for music. You know what I'm saying? Um, so yeah. I, I, I can I can see it. You know, uh, I was no. I what I'm talking this. about is you get these guys that go out and find a great product and they only deal with that one product and they sell it and then they just have that money and they're not making any money on that money. I don't think I understand 100% what you're selling. So, So you're saying that John Carpenter going out and doing music instead of movies is, is a losing proposition? No, it's a good thing that he doesn't have to end up like Toby Hooper and a lot of them and doing crappy work for higher jobs for studios like you see a lot of the old ones, you know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just didn't, yeah, I wasn't quite sure what point you were trying to make. Like Paramount, Friday the 13th, they was... Paramount would have gone out of business in the freaking 80s if it wasn't for the Jason films. But they were always embarrassed of them. Yeah. There are so many bastard sons of bastard sons of, you know, film franchises that actually really made a lot of money for studios who then cast them aside and said, yeah, so long and thanks for all the fish, you know? Yeah. That was a big thing about the 80s we really didn't talk about is that they would write a franchise into the... 80s was the start of them really writing franchises into the ground. Like, there was a Friday the 13th movie every year in the 80s. Pretty much there was, like, a sixth Elm Street film. No, about... Yeah, about six Elm Street films in the freaking 80s. Yeah. A No New Nightmare came out in the 90s, same year as Pulp Fiction. Yeah, and then we've got... Oh, Jesus. Child's Play. Um, There must have been some more Child's Play movies. But we talk about franchises, but we're just, you know, it's like once they got a great idea, they'd ride it into the motherfucking ground. Even in action films, Rambo 1 through 3, 
uh, yeah. you know. If we're if we're getting into the nineties, freaking Die Hard. Oh my gosh. Oh God. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Die Hard. Oh, and here's the important question I never asked you earlier. What was your favorite candy as a kid to get at Halloween? My favorite candy to ever get at Halloween? Oh. Yeah. Uh, I I uh, I love the I love the little mini Snickers bars. You know, if I got those, I Many. would I was in heaven. Many. <laughs> you you amateur. We got full size Snickers around. We, my era, probably yeah. You are younger than me. We got full size yeah. Snickers. We got full size Reese cups. That fucking Must mini shit didn't happen until later. <laughs> Must have been nice, Richie Richardson, growing up in a rich neighborhood where you got your full size candy bars. You know, where I grew no, up. No, they just didn't that. sell the mini ones. They just really didn't <laughs> sell the mini ones. The only minis <laughs> I can remember as a kid, kid, was the Hershey's bags. I bet you can remember another mini that you had when you were a kid. What? Your dick. Of course, I was below 10. <laughs> but, yeah, we had home... I was the last generation to have homemade treats, too. It was right when I quit. It was right when they started all that crap. They start, showed it to person NUF with the, you know, you can't trust treats anymore. Only trust pre-packaged treats. <laughs> No, we I would think, go to um, some houses like old pe old one this old woman we called her uh, Mama Morton. She would give out these homemade popcorn balls that were as big as your fist, as an adult fist, not a kid's fist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what that's that's what we we did too. Uh, when I was growing up, um, my stepmom would make. Uh, exactly what you're talking about. She would do, uh, yeah, popcorn balls that, again, about the size of your fist, and that's what we would give out for uh, Halloween in our house. Yeah, Yeah. caramel apples and things like that, the good stuff. Yeah, that's cool. And I was always smarter than my sister because I would always hide my candy. She wouldn't. And you know why that was stupid? Because <laughs> you trusted would steal my it? parents. Yes, my no, I wouldn't steal it. My parents, whoever would be dumb enough to leave their candy out, and I busted them with it one year, and I tried to tell her, but she wouldn't listen. They would go through the candy as soon as we went to bed, looking for stuff they liked. Yeah. As soon as I want yeah. lost my sticker. My Hershey's with almonds bar. I was like, "Oh, screw this!" and hit the candy. <laughs> but we also had crappy almonds. candy too. Uh, Necco wafers, uh, Smarties, those weird wax, orange and black wax wrapped candies that looked horrendous once you opened them. 
I don't know about those ones. I've ne- that that is not something that we know about here up north. But are uh, you talking Marty? about those? No, you said something about the wax. Are you talking about those wax bottles that you open and there's the liquid inside? No, it was like wax paper wrapped candy. And they were like, uh, they had some like peanut butter like goop in the middle of it. And it had that yeah, hard, yeah, yeah. sticky candy. If you bit into it, if you was losing baby teeth, it'd rip one out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got those. We got those up here. All right. So we're back on track. Yeah. I just thought, I was trying to figure out if there were some weird differences with candy between the north and the south. No, except for weird things like, uh, let's see, uh, Charleston Chews. Those were down south and up south. Uh, yeah, we have Moon Pies. We have, we have three flavors of Charleston Chew up here. Vanilla, chocolate, and strawberry. Yeah, the mm-hmm. Neapolitan pack, as they called it. Uh, mallow cups, which were basically like uh, Reese cups, except they had coconut goop in the middle of it. Yeah, um, some places up here have those, but it's not a common common up here. And like I said, moon pies. Yeah, moon pies. Uh, no, you and I talked about that before. We do have moon pies up here. Well, now you do, but back in the 80s, it was the southern thing only. Oh, well, laddie freaking da. Well, that's, in a way, it's kind of sad because you've really lost, we've really lost that regional stuff where it's like, well, I was up north. We had like Boston Big Bees and things like that. Well, what's that? And then we got it <laughs> like that's just burnt peanuts, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, that's what we I called do it down do. south. We didn't realize that we had this, but you know, just little regional differences. Yeah, like it. It, it is like funny because you uh, actually, you and I were talking about this. Last week, uh, I can't remember quite uh, what it was about, quite what it was about, but I think it has something to do with pickles. And we were talking about how, you know, like like pickling is not uh, is not something that's unique to any specific part of the country, but. we pickle different things depending on where we live. So yeah, yeah. So I think we were just goofing but, about yeah. that. But well, when do you think that Halloween became more of an adult's holiday and less of a kid's holiday? I think that was our fault. Yeah. Well. Uh, I was talking to Abby the other day, and we were talking about how um, there there was a time 
where the trick-or-treating originally began back in Ireland in the 1800s, and people would go door-to-door, and they didn't dress up in costumes, and they didn't uh, ask for candy. They just went around and you know, with sacks and said, hey, can you give us some food? Halloween originally started as a, a socialist program that <laughs> where people who couldn't afford food were given food and uh, I think there's something and beautiful about the that. The original jack-o'-lanterns were turnips, not pumpkins. Right. Yeah. And the biggest and thing I, was that you dressed in a costume so that in case you run into a boogity man, they wouldn't recognize you as a non-monster. Uh, uh, so there you go. There are a few fun facts about Halloween, which may or may not be true, <laughs> but. Uh, those are the no, stories really, that the, really why the costume started you would dress so the goat so what they would consider the ghosts and goblins yeah cool yeah well enjoy Halloween this Saturday damn it I mean it's still Halloween there's still like 20 million billion zillion movies that you can watch on your streaming or your internet or your YouTube Indeed. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I had a bunch. I had a bunch of scary movies that I wanted to watch this weekend. Um, anybody? Yeah, who you're wants running to, like a film festival. God. I am. You got ADD. I don't am. go to. Don't go to uh, Nate's party because you'll be going. Blah, 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 blah. Because he's going to be having yeah. three screens, and each of the screens are going to be showing different stuff. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, anybody who's interested, uh, we're doing the go on, go on my uh, Facebook page, Nate Bradford, uh, and then Halloween Film Festival: The Return, and we will be having three. Uh, Screens running at the same time, and there will also be pizza and beer and candy. BYOB. (laughs) Yeah, BYOD. Bring your own drugs. I'm not. I don't. I'm not supplying drugs to anyone. (laughs) If if you want, if you want to get high anyway. Uh, yeah, but if, if you, you call him beforehand, you might have to work out a monetary thing. <laughs> <laughs> but either way, next week is November. And Nate's been bugging me about this, so we're going to be doing this. And it's going to be our favorite directors. From Sam yep. Fuller to Quentin Tarantino to that guy down the street holding a video camera, just yelling out loud. What were we talking about? All of our favorites. Uh, 
And thank you guys for listening, and please enjoy the rest of the Halloween week, and don't riot after the election. God damn it, people. Please. Please don't. (laughs) But if you do, tell us in time so we can go outside our... So we can go outside the local furniture stores and be like, yeah, we're rioting. You're loading up a truck with furniture. Point. Steven needs a new couch. Yeah. That guy pissed me off so much that I need the matching fucking chair to go with it. (laughs) Happy Halloween, everybody. Thanks for listening.